highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. It's like the healthcare bias, right? Where they think black people don't have any feeling and their skin is tougher than other people's and they don't have, you know, they, they, they really can't feel pain because there's an issue with the, the nerves in their skin. They have a much higher pain tolerance. Or the only time people come in is when they, they want drugs, right? They don't, you know, they don't. It's, it's not real pain. I find that annoying. I find that irritating. Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Because I would tell you, I don't want to hear about how people were just trying to get their lives together. They were just turning their lives around. Tired of hearing it. When it comes down to people going to jail and getting sentenced, we can't hear, well, it's too harsh. We can't hear, the system is unjust. And we can't hear, I hate the police. Because all those homicide detectives, they speak for the dead. You have to have them. Or else there will be no justice. I say, let's hold the mayor, city council, police chief, and every officer accountable for the crime that's committed and come up with a way to fix it. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. All I want are the books made correct. I think historically, black people need to be made whole. If you're not going to pay us reparations, if you're not going to give us the money that you owe us based on what was taken from us and our families, the least you can do is get the history right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. You continue doing your work, man. I appreciate you. I listen to you every day. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. All right, let me get it out the way. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone who has a Valentine, <laughs> and especially those who need a Valentine. I probably shouldn't say that. I probably shouldn't say that. 833-212-1017 is the number. So... What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's election day. And tomorrow, depending on the two people who win, there's a couple things that we need to find out. Well, not find out, things we need to understand, right? That if you're a lifelong resident of the city of Milwaukee, as I am not, but I've been here 28 years. One thing you should recognize and understand is that whoever you elect, if that person does not live up to what you want, you get to change in what, three years? Because they're, filling, they're finishing out Tom Barrett's reign as mayor. And he just got elected last year. So effectively, you're going to be finishing out two years and some change. 
right? Roughly two years, eight months. And we need to recognize that whoever those two people are is going to be important that when you vote, you vote for somebody that you do not have a problem voting out of office. That if they don't do what you ask them to do, you have to vote them out of office. You have to make them understand something that you've understood Regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your lifestyle, rich, poor, wealthy, whatever you want to call it. In the end, you have to recognize that if that person does not do what you want them to do, you can get rid of them. And you need to tell them that up front. So that they understand that getting voted into office doesn't mean that the city of Milwaukee really loves you and we think you're the greatest person in the world because you're not. You are a servant. You serve us. You work for us. Not you, not your idea, not your plan, us. So when you put your plan out there and we tell you, no, we don't like that part, you need to do this part, you either need to listen or you need to get out of office. Because that's what we're down to. But I'm intrigued. I want to ask white Milwaukee, who are they voting for? Because every white person I've spoken to, why are you making it race? Well, because it's the truth and life is racial. Everybody I've spoken to that was white told me, Two names. I'm going to throw a third one in, just for good measure, of which I'm sure many of you will silently agree. I'm sorry, silently disagree or vehemently disagree. And one of those is, I think that the two people that are going to be on the ballot is one that we expect, and for lack of a better term, (laughs) the other one is a dark horse. And then the other one might be the silent vote. Now, this is not in disrespect to anybody who's running for office. God bless you. You stepped up and you ran for it and you did it. And you did what the majority of human beings on the planet Earth will never do and are afraid to do. You ran for public office. So I applaud you. However, Mayor Cavalier Johnson, Alderwoman, Marina Dmitrievich will probably be the two on the ballot. I think somewhere somebody's quietly choosing that Cavalier represents because he looks like, right? But I think something I also heard is that people are assuming that Cavalier Johnson is going to get the black vote, and I don't think that's necessarily so. I think that black people have evolved and black people are conscious enough that they can vote for whoever the heck they want to vote and they may not vote for him. But I also know that whites may not be necessarily in line with what Bob Donovan brings to the table based on his time as an alderman. And so they're going to flip to Dmitrievich. Younger, energetic, seems to be bringing new ideas. Possibly, 
Possibly not. Served on the Milwaukee County supervisor, right? Served as a supervisor. So at some point, we keep getting retreads. Where are the new folks? Retreads. What are we doing? But the third person that I think will creep in is Lena Taylor. I think we've forgotten that the most qualified and the person who has the most experience, statutes, budgetary matters, is Lena Taylor. That in the end, she has the most experience. And regardless of what anybody says, you may not like her, but you have to respect her. She has legal training, member of the Wisconsin Bar Association. And I'm not speaking, say, hey, vote for this. I'm never telling anybody who to vote for. But what I'm saying is these are going to be the three people to watch tomorrow. Don't be surprised if one of those names on the ballot is somebody you didn't expect. Now, that also leaves room for Bob Donovan. I think Bob Donovan has enough. I think Bob Donovan has enough support and respect in the city of Milwaukee to make a formidable candidate. So those are the four that I think you really have to watch out for. But once you put them in office, you have to remind them that you are the taxpayer. They work for you. And just like every time you go to your alderman's office and every time you complain about wanting something with the governor's office and every time you complain to the federal government that you need something and they tell you you got to pay. Well, whoever you vote in as mayor, you need to remind them, too. There is no free ride. And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We are a nation with no geographic boundaries, bound together through our beliefs. We are like-minded individuals, sharing a common vision, pushing toward a world rid of color lines. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Oops. Wait a minute. Oh. I'm glad my video's not off. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I got a question if you're a white male or white female. And you want to tell me who you're voting for, let me know, and let me know why. 
because I'm interested in knowing. Talk text line says, Dr. Kim, please take a survey of who went to the Valentine's Day laugh-a-thon. Then see who seen Chevy and how scary he was. We, the black community, was 89% of the audience. That means we supported and generated revenue, but how is Chevy going to help us? And he's barely strong enough to talk to us. Woo, Lord. Y'all love him. Talking text line says, I'm voting for Lena. Uh, Chris says Bob would have my vote. I had a say in this. Uh, if if I had a say in this race, okay. So Chris, you don't live in Milwaukee, okay? But tell me why. I want to know if you're from the city of Milwaukee and you're a white male or white female. I'm interested in knowing who you want to vote for. Indeed, I am. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. You can even text it in. How's that? Is that cool? You could even text it in. <laughs> I got so much stuff to do today, so much stuff to read, so many places to go. Ken, can I ask you a quick question? <laughs> I was going to be like, no. Yes, sir. No, because I, I text, because, you know, I'm trying to text some of the white people that I know about the election. And one of them I texted, you know, younger, said that they didn't even know their election was tomorrow. They thought it was in April. So, wow. how, so that just makes me think about the turnout. Wow. Oh, it's How be low. low is it going to be? It's going to be pretty low. I mean, it seems, I, I thought people talked about this a lot. Maybe it's just the circles that I run in. I know about it, but maybe it just won't be a popular election tomorrow. I hope it's more people. It should be, it should be the same fight that the Super Bowl was. It should come down to a few votes. That's just me. But who does low turnout benefit the most? Uh, the name person. I think low turnout benefits the person that's well known, benefits the perpin the the perpin the person that's um, um, has name recognition. And so, if that's the instance, then that would be Bob Donovan and Cavalier Johnson. Talking text says personally, I feel Bob stood up to all the nonsense we had going on with. Barrett, such as the streetcar and violence. Well, he didn't do too good with the violence piece because, you know, the streets are a mess. But he also retired. So that's that, too. Good point. 833-212-1017. Southside Sirius, what you got? Hey, Dr. Kim, quick question. What is Cavaliers Johnson's... uh, what is what is the name of his official title? Is it acting mayor or is it mayor? I call him mayor because I checked the charter and it said that when the common council president became the mayor, they could hold both until they had an election. And so, I mean, we don't call the vice president the acting president, you know. You know so I'm I'm just Correct. saying I'm just saying I read the I literally read the charter and nowhere in it did it say the person becomes acting mayor. It says the person becomes a mayor. Gotcha. And so okay. correct me if that I'm wrong. I'm open to be corrected. But then when you call yourself acting mayor, I got no love for you. I mm. mean, come on, dude. Really? Right. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Uh, my, my sentiments is acting. Okay, cool. Thanks for asking the question. All right. Take care. I, I'm, I'm at a loss. <laughs> That's just a weird one. But, you know, I think we got a couple dark horses in, in the race. I think that we have... Um, you know what? 
I'm torn. I don't know if Bob Donovan's going to be the dark horse or Dmitrievich. I don't know. One of them. I'm pretty sure the white community is going to come out in droves. If it's a black person and a white person, they're going to see to it that the white person wins. You know why I say that? Because if the city was predominantly black, they'd make sure a black person won. Because that's what we do. We pretend like we don't do it. We pretend like race don't matter. We pretend we love each other. Kumbaya, go to church on Sunday. But when we vote, we vote race. See, I disagree. Okay, but you went to school in Whitefish Bay. But no. That, but that's I, all. Look, look, look. Born and raised in Milwaukee. Wait, wait, wait. I don't have an argument, so I just say, <laughs> Whitefish Bay. <laughs> no, be- oh, I say that because go ahead, go ahead. Tom Barrett has such a, not to say strangle. A stranglehold. He, he supported People the black community. People were scared community. of him, and he didn't do jack. But the, Alina has run against Tom twice and has lost twice. Because the same people did not want anybody black to be mayor. Look but at what they black did to people, Pratt. Though. Look at what they did. But black people are not the majority. We are the majority in the city. We're not. We're the, the largest how. majority. We're, we're, the, we're the largest minority group. Yeah. Well, we're, we're more black than whites in Milwaukee. Okay. And black people vote Somebody for Tom Somebody help Barrett. me out. Somebody help me out. Are there more? What's the? I think it's 44% to like 38 or something like that. And then Hispanic comes in at like uh, low 30s. Okay. But my, my whole point is that he had a, I don't like saying stranglehold, but he had. Milwaukee population 2022 from worldpopulationreview.com. White 44.35. Black and African American 38.7. Does that include Hispanics? No. Other race 7. I'm I'm just I'm just reading it, man. Don't get mad at me. I'm just I, a messenger. I, I saw somewhere else that African Americans are the number one. They're the largest ethnic group. Because this one says that has to look at this. Look at this. Hispanic. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, from Data USA says five largest ethnic groups in Milwaukee are black and black or African American, non-Hispanic, thirty-eight percent. White, non-Hispanic, thirty-four point eight. So non-Hispanic white is, and then white. Hispanic is 9.97. Other Hispanic is 7.61. So wait, they combine white, non-Hispanic, and Hispanic? No, they they separate. White, non-Hispanic, and white, Hispanic are separate. But if you do the math, 9 plus 38, or was it? 9 plus 34. It's 43, 44. Exactly. Exactly. So you're combining white, non-Hispanic? No, they didn't didn't combine them. They separate them out. Well, then how'd you get to 44% the first time? Well, again, I said Milwaukee, Wisconsin on population, worldpopulationreview.com, worldpopulation. The population of of Milwaukee in 2022, and then I read another one that says the ethnic back ethnic breakdown from Data USA. Because I'm just I didn't I'm just I'm just surprised that Hispanics and white people get combined together. And then you got another one here, Milwaukee, Wisconsin population says that Milwaukee County's population is 55 percent white, and the county's African American is 27 percent. So. Who are we to believe? 833-212-1017 before we go to break. Al from Sherman Park, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hey, Dr. Ken. Uh, I think you all were talking about people not being aware that there are uh, primaries tomorrow for mayor. Correct. But I think in general, uh, I, I think in general there's a population in Milwaukee that just is that lackadaisical or they just wait for someone else to do something for them. They're not actively uh, investigating their politicians and really asking what they're doing for them. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
I don't even know what to call it. It's just like they see all the stuff going around. Maybe they're just too shell shocked. So. No, come on. Now you're coming up um, with excuses, man. Come on. <laughs> come on. So are you saying black people can't take care of themselves, but white people can't? That black people are not resilient, but no. white people are? You know, we focus too much on race, and some of these people that are black aren't doing anything for us, and we don't see it. We just see black. Well, then let me ask you, black, what are they supposed to do? Black is good for you. But what are they supposed to do for you? What do you expect them to do? Well, first of all, I do expect that our mayor hires enough police officers get crime under control. Otherwise, you're, you're almost saying you deserve the crime. You deserve the crime. I don't really need to get it under control. And then you send for yourself. Go out there and dodge all the bullets. But you know, in every major metropolitan city um, where it's it's predominantly or a good, you know, over 30, 40% black, um, most people don't like the police. They don't really care what happens in your community. They They only care when it happens in their community. Oh, yeah, because they don't think black people deserve safety, too. No, I don't. I, see, here, here's what we can't do, Al. We can't say something and then turn around and give the reason why without having any data or information or nothing. That's called an assumption. And we can't do that. And I do okay. it all the time, and I need okay. to stop. But we, we, okay. we can't make an assumption so, because then that gives them a way okay. out. Because if that's a lesser reason, they'll go with it. Okay, and it's wrong. So, Let's think about it by just observing. Month yes, sir. Month. So each month that goes by in a year, you see people shot. You see what color they are when the news shows the picture. Okay. Right? Right. And those people aren't shot by police officers every month. And then if you were to balance out how many people you're seeing getting shot by non-police officers mm-hmm. and they're color looks like you what do you then conclude if you look just statistically at what you're seeing every month or even every week well i don't think we can do that and because you don't I had think a there's argument. a problem that needs to be resolved yes but i had a i had a discussion with several people the other day who said because police officers are held to a higher standard it's more egregious when they kill a black person than when a black person kills a black person my response to that but was that, hang on, hang on. My response to that was then, so are you telling me that the black person killed by the police, their life is more important and more valuable than the black person that kills a black person? Now, I understand yeah, the or, argument. No, I, I understand the argument. Police are held to a higher standard. They should be held to a higher standard. And when they're wrong, they should go to jail. Stop this. They're always wrong. They're always let go. They're Because it's just not true. Black people are always in jail because it's just not true. I, I, I get that. Some people use always and never. I get it. But at some point, we have to start looking at the data that is clear and that nobody. We just hit 35 homicides. We didn't hit this point yeah, till almost till I'm um, yeah. like what? Our we have to do something about that, and no one is saying we're blaming you know gun violence instead of blaming individuals. That's just strange. Uh, yeah, um, but you see what's going on. But you don't want to arrest the problem. You don't want 
someone who's, I guess, trained in dealing with crime to deal with crime. And you just think it's okay because they weren't killed by the police officers. <laughs> Go at it. I don't know if it's that. I, I think I think what it is is that people are tired of the reality and the perception that the police are an occupying force and all that stuff. I get that part. But Okay, what would you do without police? How would you take you criminals off the street without you police? You wouldn't. And they would pretty much overtake the entire city. And does that make common sense to you? That doesn't make it that doesn't make uncommon sense to me. But yet it's it's what we have. And so until we start to recognize and take responsibility for what happens in our city at an individual level, that means your brother and your cousin and your sister and your daughter, you it's gonna be on you. But you don't see the other dominoes that come from that, like yes. people don't want to invest and yes. buy houses yes. in those areas yes. where you have high violence, then or you don't have the jobs, you gotta go way out to some other suburb where they have less crime and then you have less taxpayers, you have less businesses paying taxes, so your city can't afford the services that you need to function and you collect. Well you gotta remember that's the same thing that happened to Detroit. A um, couple of cities in California. So, but you always have to remember when the white community sneezes, the black community catches the flu. But what are we doing for ourselves? I don't know, but we have the flu and there's no vaccine. <laughs> and we don't have a vaccine. We're just, we're just letting ourselves die, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. Thank okay, you for your call. Appreciate it. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Been thinking about going back to school, you know, like me, like I did a couple times. Concordia University offers flexible schedules and online courses, including accelerated bachelor's degrees, several graduate degrees, including an uh, MBA, um, Doctor of Business Administration, Masters in Education, um, EDD, all that. Fully online, allowing you to work and work toward that degree while saving you both time and money. And Concordia professors like me teach from a Christian perspective. Imagine next year, you could probably just be a year older or a year closer to your dreams. Find out more at cuw.edu. Concordia University. Live uncommon. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Have tried before to replace you as my lover. I never did. I have a doubt. A boy is you. I can't do without.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. If you haven't figured it out, my musical guest today is the great, the fantastic, the stupendous Janet Jackson. I wonder what her middle name is. The Strange. Seems like she has a middle name of L. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Who y'all voting for tomorrow? Sounds about right. That's some straight Mississippi, Alabama, mom and daddy from down south, Jackson. Yeah, that sounds like something a guy named Joe. Of course, I can't complain. But anyway, uh, I got people in my family named Joe, so you know. That's just me, though. <laughs> That's just me. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. So I'm trying to um, figure out who I'm gonna vote for tomorrow. So I'm gonna listen to you, so you can tell me who to vote for. Cause I got my, I got my ways, but huh? <laughs> you funny. Tony from Tulsa said her middle name is my last name because she mine. Uh, Tony. So her name is Janet Tulsa. Okay, I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Talking text. <laughs> Talking text says Cavalier Johnson, Bob Donovan, and the Grand Reaper. If I have to vote, I'm voting for the Grand Reaper. I'm pretty sure they meant. The Great Reaper. Doesn't matter. Death. Oh. <laughs> Can I say who that? Wow. Talk about a generational skip. No, I just assumed that they were speaking of a person when they said that you can't vote for the Grand Reaper. You can't vote for death. Yes, you can. You well, can write we in need to have, we, need to, we need, you know, we need to call somebody to get that man help or a woman help. Person. Don't want them wow. doing that over an election. You don't get to tell somebody who vote. And who they vote for, or if they decide deciding not to vote, no, they is said, as powerful as voting. Well, they said death, Ken. They, the death, they could just not vote. That's what I'm saying. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. I'm thinking about Kyle, people's health, Kyle. kid. I'm going on a technicality. People have a right to do whatever they want to. They live in a democratic republic. It's a democracy. They can do what they want to do. And if they decide not to vote, you shouldn't be whooping people up upside the head. But the flip side to that is you can't complain either. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. But I think you can, and here's why. You know what negates voting? Homeownership. Being a, being a taxpayer should give you enough pause to be able to speak up and say something. You should double that by voting. People died for you to vote. People died for you to have the right. And I understand saying that you don't want to. And it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. You have a right to not vote if you don't want to. And it's as powerful as voting. You know, you can abstain. That's that's part of it. But. If you abstain and you're not a taxpayer. Well, see, that's why I love when people say we got to check the voter rolls to see if you voted. No. Uh, hey, knucklehead. I'm a taxpayer. If I'm a taxpayer, you work for me. Whether I voted for you is completely, totally irrelevant. But for some reason, we don't see that. 
I don't get it. Hey, uh, Tony. Her metal nigga. Come on, man. We got to talk. We got to talk. And I also want to remind you that black-owned businesses are the cornerstone and backbone of the black community, from the classic barbershop debates to the local family-owned restaurants we enjoyed. These fond memories show the greatness of what Milwaukee was, is, and will be. This is why the new 1017 The Truth and Associated Bank have teamed up to rebuild the backbone of Milwaukee through our black-owned business give back. Our goal is to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $2,000 worth of free commercial advertising for one month, every month, to the first 10 black-owned businesses who go to blackbusinessgiveback.com to sign up. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank member, FDIC. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. They don't make music like that no more. This song is so good. 833-212-1017. Hey, y'all. After the news and before I beat up Kyle on the um, Trust But Verify, uh, we got a Black History Month challenge coming up, so make sure y'all hang around because we're going to be taking callers. Not now. Not now, but we're going to be taking callers. And uh, it'll be your chance to win Smokey Robinson tickets live from the Miller Lite Theater. Coming up on June 2nd. So we got two tickets that we're trying to give away. And that'll be in the 5 o'clock hour. So make sure you keep listening. 
And um, I have it on good authority sometime after the news, <laughs> which is in the five o'clock hour. Um, we're going to be uh, giving away those. But you got to you got to guess right. You, you got to guess the right person. Now, the cool thing is about we take the first caller and then if they don't get it, then they got the second caller. And then if they don't get it right, I'm just saying. So if you listen and call in Wendy, you just, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, stealing candy from a baby, fruit off a low-hanging tree. Come on. You better give me a ticket because I want to No, this car. is the one I'm mad I can't win. <laughs> like this, this, out of all the stuff we give away, this is the one I want to go to. Yeah, because I know your mama be like, hey, can you give me some tickets? I, I, well, some tickets? I, I would go by myself. Bring me and a lady. Uh-oh. Tear... Uh, uh, I would, I would, I would, uh, uh, I would, I would definitely, definitely go. Dude is eighty-one years old. What? Eighty-one years old. Smokey Robinson, an American singer, songwriter, record producer, former record executive director. Robinson was a founder and frontman of Motown group The Miracles, for which he also was chief songwriter and producer. Born February nineteenth, nineteen forty. I wish I looked that oh, good at 81. Oh. And he can still sing. Yeah, yeah look. Well, you know, your voice don't change because you get old. Well, some people unless, do. Unless your, unless your name is Mariah Carey. And then, <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Did, I didn't mean to say that out loud. She didn't get too old for that voice to go. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell y'all what was said off the air. I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to just keep talking. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, Kyle? Um... Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Who is the mayor? Talking text line says, "I'm a white man. If I still lived in Milwaukee, I'd vote for Donovan. He is the only one that truly represents something different for the city of Milwaukee." Lena Taylor, second choice because she supports school choice. Okay. All right. Now, does anybody see anything with the white guy voting for the white guy? But why does everybody complain when the black people vote for black people? That's what I don't understand. I actually, I'll even tell you a conversation I had, and I still remember the people that were in it. I was sitting at District 3, working as a sergeant, and there were one, two, three white male sergeants and me. And while we were talking, we were talking about taking the promotional exam, right? We were talking about taking the promotional exam and all that. And I said, so if you come into an interview... And there is white people and black people on the Raider board, right? So there are people that rate you and they go through, they have a pre-existing information that you get rated on and then you rate people and you got to, you know, everybody's trained the same. Basic stuff, just like they do promoting um, um, anywhere, really. You know, you have people that do it. And I really can't tell you how it works, but anyway, they, they just do it. <clears throat> And um, they 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 said if a black guy came in to be rated and it was a black guy, they would expect that black person to help them. But if it was a white guy that came in, he would not expect those white people to help him. He would do it on his own. I say, so what you're saying is that white people are smarter and they have more self-confidence than black people. Black people always want to leg up. And they all said yes. To which my reply was, that's probably one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard in my life. 
when you go in, there's already an assumption you're smarter than everybody. I went into one and they asked me what my education was. And when I said I had a PhD, the white guy in the group literally went through the resume, went through the paperwork to see if I was lying. It was at that point I knew I'm not going to score high. I'm like, really? But that's the kind of garbage you got to put up with. Those are the types of things you put up with. But you still do it. You still have to do it. You know why? There's no free ride. You still got to tough it. You still got to fight through it. You're not going to get it all the time. It might not be because of race. It might be because you're not qualified. It might be because you didn't do better. But I've watched people who were lesser move past other people. And there was absolutely no reason they could have moved past unless the person there gave them a leg up. And I've watched it in every area and everywhere. I've watched it when I worked in radio. I watched it when I worked freelance. I watched it when I worked as a cop. Every single job. But I still showed up every day because I recognize there's no free ride. But when I get mine, I got mine. But when I get mine, I will show you how to get it. I will tell you Every single thing I did to get it, every nuance, every dime I spent, every place I went, exactly how I did it. The only problem is you got to do yours because I'm not giving you mine, but I will show you how I got it. And I think that's what we don't do in this city. We don't show people how we got it. If you run a marketing firm, if you run a hairdresser, you're not in competition with somebody. You can't, you can't do every single client in the city. But if you know how many you can do, you can maximize that. But we don't do that. I'm going to cut Kyle off because Kyle shouldn't have. Those are the customers I can have. I can only do three or four people an hour. If I was a, 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 a barber, I could only cut, what, three, four heads a, an hour? If that. What barbershop are you going to? My well, barber takes forever. I'm just saying. If that. So why are you trying to be bigger and compete when you can't? You can only cut so many people's head. Now, I'll do like my barber did. Raise the price and raise it high enough so that the people that are going to come are going to stay. That's what I'm talking about. And then I get phenomenal quality. I mean, I look forward to going to get my hair cut. That's how great it is. How long does he take? Uh, Half hour. I, they talk so much, don't they, Ken? Not at all. So the one thing talks. I told my barber, if you talk to me or if you talk to me about being a cop or if you talk to me about being in the radio and if you talk to me about my job, I will never come back. I mean, what about to other people around I you? I don't want to hear anybody. They don't talk. It's no conversation going on. Oh, man, my barbershop. I ain't never Ooh, been to a barbershop. Lord, I, I love talk. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. My barber didn't talk. It would take him 15 minutes. And I'm trying to get the owner in on the show on a Tuesday so we can chop it up but phenomenal phenomenal you're listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken here it's five o'clock trust but verify smoky robinson tickets you name it we got it